This is the Michael K. Show podcast. Listen live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. The NFL is technically unbeaten. The, the world of television is so different than it was even 10 years ago. The audience is splintered. They're streaming. So uh, I just saw, um, I wonder if Don watched this uh, the other day, but they had a two-hour uh, retrospective on MASH. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, MASH in its last episode was the highest drawing show of all time. Other than still the, Other than the Super Bowl. It right. still is. And... You know, you, you see the NFL get these big rights fees, right? And you go, wow, that, uh, that's that's unbelievable. In 2023, you ready for this? The NFL accounted for 93 of the top 100 most watched broadcasts in the year. Holy crap. According to Sportico. Wow. 93 of 100. That's the only thing that is streaming proof. Every kind of proof. It defies the odds. It just does. Super Bowl gets over 100 million viewers. So, yeah, you're paying through the nose for it, but you know what? It works because it lifts other shows on the on the network. I mean, when, when, when Don and I were growing up, you know, a number one show like All in the Family, they get like 30 million people. Now, a number one show like the last couple of years of Big Bang Theory, they got tw- well, 10, 12 million people. We go nuts. Well, I I was watching that MASH episode, um, the two-hour special. I don't know if you saw it. I watched the last half hour. So they talked about how it struggled its first season. Like it finished like in 51st. So they, they, they showed the article or, or the list of all the shows that finished ahead of them. What what rating do you think MASH got that put them at 51st? What do you mean 51st? They finished 51st in the ratings. In the first year? In the first year, so they were like thinking about possibly canceling it Probably because they finished fifteen million. Yeah, no, but I don't, I don't know the. It did a fourteen seven. Oh, you'd celebrate that now, and it finished fifty first. <laughs> it just, it's incredible. You know, the the, the last match did a sixty. It, it was, and and it probably did more because just like Super Bowls, I'm sure there were a lot of people watching it with in, a bunch of people, like so. There's no show that could do that, but but there's a I forget which show. There's a John Cryer show on NBC that's that's coming out this season or it just came out. X something, and um, it's going to be on Extended with Night Family. Extended Family and Night Court, the reboot for Night Court, is on back to back. And I saw a promo for it, and they say in the promo, "Set your DVR," like they've taken a knee on you watching these shows live. Because they realize you're going to DVR it. Nobody's going to sit there and wait till 8.30 for a show to come on. they got a life to do. You can't do that with sports. you got to yes, watch DVR it DVR proof. DVR proof. DVR proof. All that. Like you and said, when you're DVR proof, everybody, the thing that that does is it guarantees that the commercials are going to be seen. Because if you ever you show DVR, you're going to zip through the commercials. Right. Now so they somebody get could pay money to advertise on that show and never be seen on football. Even baseball, all sports, you've got to sit through it if you're watching it live. Now, you could DVR it if you wanted to, but that means you'd have to stay away from the score. And Andrew Gunling used to do that all the time. You might be able to get away with that for, you know, a, a baseball or hockey or basketball game for like a day, but you could be able to stay away from, you know, knowing what the Giants or Jets did for even like an hour after the game is over. It is the numbers are just absolutely incredible. It still doesn't justify giving you know eighteen million dollars to a color commentator, but I, I get why they pay the rights that they pay. But I I think it might have been Costas that we had on that explained it that if if you're going to spend you know a billion dollars for a rights fee, right? What would be the difference to spend eighteen million dollars on an announcer? It's, Guys, it's, that, that's it's what nothing. he said. Yeah, you know you 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 might as well use that money however you want what's the difference but i just money's still money mike if i'm a network spending a billion dollars on something if i can save myself eight million dollars am i going to try to do that and again i don't mean to disrespect tony romo or any of these guys but you just saw these numbers and some of these games are garbage michael and they're not very close but now with, with the gambling aspect now that even a game that's not close it may be close to the spread or it might be close to the over under or now that you can have these, you know, picking players to reach 100 yards or a quarterback to throw an interception, so there's a reason to watch beyond what the final score is. 
Like, does it really matter who your announcer is? You, you want somebody that can do the job. But he's like, well, maybe somebody else will take Tony Romo. Okay, if I can, if I can get somebody that's just as good as Tony for for ten million dollars, who's gonna what 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 budget is it gonna want an extra eight million dollars in it? Did you uh, guys see who the Jets named their most inspirational teammate? I did see it. I'm yeah, it's it's Kyrie Rogers. He <laughs> he is the most inspirational teammate on the team. I tell you what, Don talks about his brother having the Kavorka. Right. This guy has the Kavorka. Rogers. Oh my God. Well, I'm oh sure my he's God. The only name on the ballot. <laughs> yes. And by the way, about your brother. So he's got this thing called laminated listed. He steal that from me? I don't know. I was going to ask him about it. I saw that. Peter, that's the name of his tour. Right. And that's what I've always said about my enemies are on my laminated list in my back pocket. Do you think he stole it from you or just a coincidence? I don't know. You I mean, that's guess. that's a pretty pretty heady kind of uh, it, it's not it's not something that people say people aren't as whacked out as me to have a laminated list now peter is there much of a crossover between wrestling and, and michael k what do you mean that, that that david could steal oh from michael and no one would notice because there's no crossover yeah i think that would be pretty safe but you know what knowing you don you would never steal from anybody so i'm gonna say that your brother didn't steal I don't. I, I'm sure it's just a coincidence. I, I he gets mad at me. I, I honestly, I, I love him and I'm so proud of what he does. I don't listen to his show because I'm just I, not. I'm not but interested. He, but he does. He does check into our show, so he very well may have heard it. But I'm sure it's something he uses on his show to to name his tour that. So it must be something that he uses in the show. Did so? Did he steal it early on, not knowing where he got it from, and now it became like he just took possession of it. I don't know. I wouldn't worry about it, Michael. No, I worry. I mean, that's that's intellectual property. Is it? Oh yeah. Since we fancy ourselves as uh, being really good at knowing what's like legal and not legal, Wait, um, do, I don't know. On, if, was, I, I don't know laminated if laminated list, list Peter is going to hold up in a court of law. Was laminated list ever like a phrase prior to Michael using it? Like, is that a thing people say? I I, I think I came up with it because I I've got that sort of fertile mind. But I'm serious. Like, I don't think other people say it. I never heard anybody say it. This is, this is it tough. It's possible you could have stolen it from somebody, not even well, realize. Why, why would you go there? Why would I not realize I stole it from somebody? Because no, you, don't, you don't think that there's been like... Wasn't there a story? I was like somebody... Like Paul McCartney was toying with a song. And what do you think of that? And like John was like, no, that's somebody else's song. Like Subconsciously, you, know, like you hear a song and you, you, you get the idea, not realizing that... It belonged to somebody else. Not the case, sir. You think you invented? I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google search laminated list and see what comes up. If if he did steal it from me, just like come on the air with us and say thanks, Mike. Uh, it was a really clever idea. Maybe he just didn't real. Maybe it's like so built in he doesn't even quite realize he stole it. You know what I mean? Like no, you just said. Or you're a great influence, and you should feel good about that. I do feel good about. it. Let's go to the phones. Okay. Um, since Don's um, preoccupied with hockey, we'll go to Dan in Virginia. Hockey's over. Don't even worry about it. Hey, Michael, Don, and Peter. How are you guys? Happy New Year. What's going on? What's up? Well, I'm a Jersey guy. I'm stuck down here in Virginia, but I'm a huge Rangers fan. And I wanted to ask Don about uh, the Rangers and specifically uh, Chris Kreider. I'll tell you, Don, I, I chart his, his shifts, and um, it almost seems to me that he's like a one-trick pony. He, he can tip in goals like nobody I've ever seen. But other than that, he really is he, he's, uh, non-existent. He can't uh, win face-offs if he's uh, asked to step in to do that. It seems like he can't carry the puck uh, through the red zone. Uh, maybe I'm being too tough on them, Don, uh, and as well as they're doing right now, but I just wondered if you see the same thing. Well, it is what he is. I mean, he, he's a guy that's going to score you know north of 20 goals every single year. That's kind of what he is. He, he, he deflects in front, but he's, he's scored short-handed goals. He scores incredibly on the power play. He's decent five-on-five. Five. He's a winger, so you don't really care that much about face-offs. All right, he's a one-trick pony, but Michael, he, he scored 50 trick. goals a couple of years ago, almost 40 trick. last year. Yeah. He's got the third most goals in the history of the Rangers. I mean, so I don't think he's not a star. 
He's not Mika Zibanejad. He's not Artemi Panarin. He's not Adam Fox. But what he is is a really good, consistent player. He's clutch. He scores a ton of goals. And he does what he's asked to do. He can be frustrating because all the things that he said, he doesn't. He's, he's not a particularly awesome skater. He doesn't drive to the net on a consistent basis. But it's kind of like Chris Carter. All he does is score touchdowns. All the guy's done lately is score goals. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Let's go to uh, John in Mawa. Yeah, the uh, by the way, this wasn't my main point, but laminated list came from friends when um, uh, uh, what's his name Ross. I've seen David the, Kramer. Yeah. Ross had a Ross had a list of people he was allowed to cheat with, but he was really uh-huh. in love with. Wow! See? And, and you know what? And you know what, Michael? What? Who, who's a Who's a big friends guy? I am, but I, I've been saying yeah. that for thirty years. Oh, we really? laminated list. Uh, even before what? friends. Well, you it know might, what? It might have been more than thirty years ago. Here, here's my here's my point for Don. Right. Um, uh, this is a, a rational Jet fan that is watching the game, but is actively rooting to lose. First of all, I only watch the game for entertainment purposes, even though it's, the Jets have not been entertaining. But I still like to watch them, even though they lose. I like seeing Brees Hall and Sauce and all the guys. And when you say two spots don't matter, all you have to do is look back to last year. When we were at 13, we moved to 15, and we missed out on Broderick Jones, the left tackle that everyone thought we were going to take. Well, and we John, that was their choice, moving back. That was back. their choice. That was their no, choice. No, no, no. I, I, I agree with that. But my point is... If we lose this game and we potentially gain a spot or two, there are two elite tackles in this draft, and there are three developmental guys that could kick inside, the Mackay Becton type, you know, needs to needs work. If we drop down to 8, 9, 10, or 11, we're missing out on the two guys. So from my perspective, I'm going to watch the game, and I'm not rooting for them to lose, but I'm rooting for them, for them not to win. And I just look back a couple of weeks to the Washington game. If he misses that field goal, we're sitting there looking at the second or the third or the fourth pick. Thank oh, you, Tommy. You, you, if you go zero and seventeen, you have the first overall pick. I mean, I don't. You know, once Aaron jo- Rodgers went down, then why not just have them lose every game? There was no way they were going to win the Super Bowl once Rodgers went down. Like, I, where does it be? Where does it end, guys? Where does it end? Also, John, uh, John applied to Don something that I said. You know, what is two spots in the draft? Listen, every spot in the draft means something. I mean, the Knicks one spot away from getting Steph Curry. Right, but what I'm saying, if if you're not zeroing on Caleb Williams, or Drake May, or one of the the quarterbacks out there, well, I mean, you should make it work with the ninth of the eleventh pick. And if you really want somebody badly, trade up and pass, like what New England did with Pittsburgh. That's how the Jets lost yeah. out on that tackle. I, but but I just love it. Most Jet fans aren't even sure if they like their general manager. And now all of a sudden, we desperately need the pick, so he should be able to pick who he wants. And who knows if he's going to get it right. I, I, I don't throw out crapshoot lightly, guys. It is a crapshoot. You could sit there and want this guy. This is the guy. This is a can't-miss guy. We do. We watch Mel Kuyper all the time. All the, There's no way this guy can miss, and then he misses. And then guys we never heard of get drafted in the fifth round, become Hall of Famers. It's, yeah, you want. I understand your point. You want to get as high as possible. Your odds are better that way. But who knows what's going to happen during the course of the draft and, and the ability to trade and make sense of it all. If you know what you're doing, you're going to figure it out. And I just think there's just countless times that we look at dynasty teams, great teams, and say, did they have to tank to get there? But your team has to. What does that, what does that say about your organization, that the only way for you to get out of it is to, is to lose games and get high draft picks? Meanwhile, I don't think I would ever even think about tanking unless it's for the first or second pick and there's somebody there that you really want. Well, and unless the season's over and it's right, not really the, I would never want to tank a whole year. But, but like when the Jets won that game and they lost out on Trevor Lawrence, I was disappointed. All right. I want to see Trevor Lawrence every day for 15 sure. years. Okay, great. But also, you know, they, 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 they traded up to get Sanchez at five. Yep. All right, you went to a couple of playoff championship games, but you know he was more of a passenger, and it obviously didn't work out long term. Sam Darnold was the third overall pick. Zach Wilson was the second overall pick. Those are high picks, right, guys? Yep. And it didn't work out because they they didn't know how to deal with them, or they ended up being the wrong pick. Who knows? But you sit there and you throw seasons away and games away, trying to move up that one spot. 
But Don, nobody's saying throw a season away. But if you if you lose the last game and it, it betters your draft position, that can't hurt. But, but what I'm saying, but where where does it end? I don't know. You know, you want the best pick, right? Well, you know, you're not going to win a championship. You're probably not going to go to the playoffs. So let's just let's just lose. Like everybody thinks this draft is like, yeah, I think the best teams are the ones that use the draft and not necessarily free agency and trades. That's not usually what happens in the NFL. It's usually through the draft. But God, I'm looking at looking at teams that just when's when's Pittsburgh had a top pick ever? Usually on a consistent basis, and yet every year they finish above 500. Every year they they have a chance to go to the playoffs. You know, so why wh- look at how much talent Dallas has? Were they able to do it from losing games late and and, and having high draft picks, or just being you know Jerry doing a good job of selecting the right people in the right place to be able to build a team? God, it just it just seems lazy to me. And half these guys don't even trust the regime anyway, so they're probably screwing up no matter where they draft. Let's go to Dave in Queens. Guys, can I join? Oh, yes. There he is. Oh, okay. Hey, AP, I am appalled by this take that you're going to let Dave go with this laminated list. If you, if you ask anybody in the audience, I speak for myself only, though, we're all going to think of Michael K when we hear that. And it's like, okay, it's, it's your brother, Don. But, I mean, have have a pair right now. I mean, go on a rant about wow. it. I mean, so. you you always had a fight with him when no, you were kids my, about my things. Did you let it go? Yeah, did, did, did you let it go when you were a kid when he did something? I mean, there's no, no. I'm no lawyer. My brother can do what he, he wants. He's a, he's a bigger star than Michael. Yeah, he took he took your co-host's um, thing. And don't, don't take wait, the wait, side wait, of him. Dave, let me, let me, so let's say that Dave is a bigger star than me. All right? Okay, let's say he is. So oh, that I means, well, 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 let's say that, Dave. But Don just said Dave's a bigger star. Okay, I'll accept that. No hesitation. So does does that He's mean? Not. Well, oh, but not let's that say wrestling. let's operate under the Ooh. assumption that he is. Does that yeah. mean that Drake could steal a song from an aspiring songwriter because he's bigger? How do we know I you didn't steal it from right, friends? Right, Michael. No, no, listen, it's too much of a coincidence. I could use that name in the street. Like, I used to have a list, by the way. And to be honest with you, I really, I think I didn't laminate it. I mean, I taped it. I put scotch tape on it. So I didn't go to Staples and laminate it. Mike, so I, I actually did that myself in the early, um, maybe the mid-90s. But, and the list is gone. But the lamination didn't work. But the thing is... Your point is take, well taken, Michael. It, uh, let's not let's not change the point here. Who's a bigger star? First of all, I'm voting that Michael K is a bigger star. Number one. Number two, Don. Like I said, just please let me ask you this: When he was a kid, and he, if he took something from you, did you let it? Did you let it go? No. So now you're a grown man. He just took your co-host word and you guys are just pooping. I don't know that he took anything. Oh. Laminated, why does my, no, the, the question is, does Michael own laminated list? Well, now we no, found no, out that it was on Friends, one of Michael's favorite shows. Look, we're that, not saying lawsuit. That's a lawsuit. very strong point. We're not saying lawsuit here. We're saying he took the term of the uh, list. Of course he did. You don't think he knows about that? You, you yeah, think that he just but, came but, up you, with that himself? You Michael came I, up with that. No, yeah, but, but listen, sorry. I was just there saying what you were saying a few minutes ago until a caller pointed out that it was done on Friends a very long time ago, which is also one of Michael's favorite shows. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, that, that kind of is the case ender for me. Apparently, the episode like was from domain. 1996. So, that Michael, that's about 30 years ago. Right. But I've been hating so I mean, since I was 18. Well, we don't doubt so that. Now, that's another strong point. <laughs> and, you, and I have no doubt that you had a list. But is it possible you threw laminated on there when, once you saw friends? And it's like subconsciously. Well, of all it, the six friends, not counting Gunther, okay? And Paul Rudd. Well, he's not a friend. Right. So, well, he's well, close yeah. to a friend. But Paul Rudd's a friend. No, he's not. Oh, uh, he's he's friends with all of them, and he was he he got engaged. He married Phoebe. Ross yeah, is my least favorite of- friend. Least, okay, not even close. But it was a list while he was dating your favorite friend, Jennifer yeah. Aniston. Oh no 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 no. She's my. I, I liked her looks. My favorite friend was uh, Matthew Perry. Joey, really, Matthew? Not Perry. Joey. Uh, no, I like I, listen. I was disgust, and I was causing trouble, saying that my brother's a, a bigger star than Michael. He is. Well, guy, I, a guy came after you. I mean, no, he's not, Michael. I, I love, Dave's doing fantastic, but I'm with that guy, and I'm in wrestling. Wrestling's a little more niche, or a little bit more niche than the New York New York Yankees. I'm sorry. Let's go to Brian in Rochester. Bri, Bri. 
Michael Don Peter, thanks for taking the call. You got. Um, I haven't heard many people talk about Yamamoto the length of his contract. Um, I'm wondering what you thought if the Yankees signed oh, the same exact contract with the same length, since he's uh, an unproven commodity. You know what? When when somebody's 25 years old and he's going to be a free agent, and the three biggest teams in terms of money are going after him, he's going to get what he wants. And in, in reality, it's a 12-year deal. It's not a 12-year deal. He has an opt-out after six. So if he pitches as well as we think he's going to pitch, he's going to be a free agent at the age of 31 and get an even bigger contract. Mm-hmm. And the Yankees offered him a 10-year deal and an opt-out after five. So it's not like the Yankees fell that short. I think it's crazy to give anybody a 12- or 13-year deal because the odds are it's not going to work out for the length of the deal. But teams do look at it this way. What worked for us in the short term? And we'll deal with the long term after that. The people that own the Dodgers might not own them in 12 years. They want to win a championship now. So, yeah, 12 is too much. But if you're going to go 12, you go 12 with a with a, thir- a 25-year-old. Like, if the Phillies extend Bryce Harper, his contract goes to the age of 39. If they extend him, that's asininity. That, that, that's all that is. He's now underpaid, and what you're trying to do is try to make him as paid as, uh, you know, all these great players are, that, you know, Aaron Judge and, and uh, Otani and stuff like that. You're just trying to make up. And I think that's a stupid business model because you signed him to a 13-year deal that was top money then, and you know what? Now you got to live with it. It's not like he's on food stamps. But if you're going to give a long-term contract, you give it to a 25-year-old. You give it to Juan Soto. Juan Soto's going to get a 12-year deal, maybe a 15-year deal with a lot of opt-outs. So they hold all the cards. They get the security of a 15-year contract, and they can opt out after five years, after 10 years. So listen, the players hold all the leverage. They just do. When I'm getting ready for a game... I have to be prepared. I have to be. I have my lineup cards, the latest team stats, and of course, my mug of Bigelow tea. For me, it's Bigelow Earl Grey with a smooth taste that keeps my voice in peak condition. Even the game goes into extra innings. I refuse to settle, and neither should you. No matter how hectic your day gets, grab your favorite Bigelow tea. Take a moment just for you. So grab a mug of your favorite Bigelow tea. Join the millions of fans that make Bigelow number one in New York. Bigelow tea, the official hot tea of the New York Yankees. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And according to uh, Michael McCarthy of Front Office Sports, uh, ESPN is apologizing for Aaron Rodgers' comments about Jimmy Kimmel on the Pat McAfee show. Quote, Aaron made a dumb and factually inaccurate joke about Jimmy Kimmel. It should never have happened. We all realize that in the moment, says ESPN's Mike Foss. Wow, Mike Foss gave that apology? Yeah. Wow, poor. Now, how did Mike Foss get dragged into this? I don't know. Well, Mike is he Foss a spokesman? My, my guy. He like Foss is my dude. He's a, he he was. Is he the one guy. of the? Is he one of the PR people? 
No, Foss. So he's like, an executive. I guess Foss is an executive now. He oversees. We probably oversees Pat stuff in the digital space. Maybe he generally yeah. was the dude who runs digital. So so like that falls I, I under dealt that. Yeah, I guess it would. Because I dealt with Foss when I was doing. Remember when I was traveling a bunch and doing those like uh, playoff uh, pre broadcasts? Yep. When Don and I famously got into our um, fight when I was in Toronto. Oh, that's where that was. Okay. Yeah, I was at the NBA Finals. This is back when ESPN liked me, and I would go around and do exciting things. I was at the NBA Finals at a random radio station up there when you when you threatened to kill me. Well, or well, you didn't threaten to kill me. You know what you threatened. Well, I think you know I wanted to smack your face dead. So is that a, is that a death threat? Is the question? <laughs> well, if you you know what, it it's very close to one, Peter. I mean, you smack I, your face dead. It is a death threat. It's, it's smacking my threat. face so hard that I die. Well, it's a death threat. I'll, it's a well, threat wait, of wait, death. Well, let's let's break it down, shall we? I want to smack your. I want to smack your face dead. It means I want to kill your face. It makes no sense. It's the ramblings of a lunatic. <laughs> I never. I never said that you were going to die. I was like, smack your face dead. Now, I don't think I meant it this way, but maybe it could be defined as I, I'd smack your face so hard it'd go numb, like dead. Anthony, if you, if you look around there, is is there? I don't know if we've ever replayed the longer clip. Is there like a thirty second version of that, or is it just simply I'd smack your face dead and that's it? Uh, it's worth looking into. It's one of the great moments. Is it? I only see yeah. smack your face dead. No. Sad. Well, something about you know your hamstrings must feel pretty good after that because you were backpedaling. Is that the angriest you ever got at Peter? Because now you're yes. like you're like two lovers. You never fight at all. Well, uh, no, well, that was the angriest. And, and, and what happened almost instantaneously after it happened, Peter? He apologized like a gentleman. I text over. We had a nice conversation. I felt guilty the second it Michael, came out. Michael's been madder at me in the last month <laughs> than than Don was at me when he said, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa When have I been mad at you? Uh, I don't want to. I'm not. Believe me. The I'm not last really month, I was on vacation for three weeks. Yeah, right before. <laughs> I think that I, some people think that's why you went on vacation. I mean, you were you were moments from killing me multiple times. Now, Don threatened death, but he got over it very quickly. By but way, I don't ever threaten to... death because I don't want to have the blood on my hands. If I do it, you're not going to be warned about it. Exactly. You have been disgusted with Peter. Oh, very much so. Yeah, and, and recently in particular. It was... Well, you know, you really pushed the envelope with me. <laughs> By the so, way, there you go. And, and Tom, can you play Smack Your Face Dead? We've been talking about this too long to not hear it once. What are you, what are you yelling at Tom for? Well, he's, he's the one who would press the button. He's Stand choosing by. not to. <laughs> Stand by. Everyone, whatever. It's not. Listen, guys. It's not easy. Anybody that's out there, it's not easy to remember where all these are. Here's you're, the thing. You're, you're acting like Tom's running a jukebox. Okay, stop it. You make I'm it. Making it face dead. Yeah. Okay. Football Fridays on 98.7 ESPN are brought to you by Nissan. You sure. deserve a car that thrills you, and Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your goosebumps. Experience the thrill yourself. Shop your local Nissan store at nissan.com today. Uh, let's go back to the phones, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to Will in the Bronx. Will! What's going on, guys? Big fan. Uh, Pete, uh, big fan of yours. I pay for the Patreon, man. Keep it up. Wow. More on your really? Kanye take. Keep it up. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, thank you, man. Uh, Appreciate the support on Juan Epp's life uh, on Patreon. That's very kind of you. No problem, man. No problem. I've been a fan since years ago. But years uh, ago. Uh, Don, <laughs> Don, real quick, I, I got to mention earlier, you guys were having a conversation. I didn't catch the whole context of it. I heard you say that uh, Dave was a bigger fan than Mike. I'm sorry if I'm out of context. I don't know what it was in regards to. No, he said a bigger star. I just want to me- he said star. a bigger star. I was, I was, I was joking around. My, my brother is a star, but it's through wrestling. And wrestling okay. isn't as big as baseball. Although, is it fair to say that my brother has more of an impact in wrestling than Michael has yes. in baseball? Well, well, I mean, wrestling doesn't take away oh. stardom. I mean, Triple H is, is, I mean, dwarfs Joe Buck. Uh, I'm oh, from the Bronx, so to me, Mike is the biggest star I know. But, uh, <laughs> but do you follow wrestling? I, I don't follow wrestling as well, much, you know, and I don't. But okay. I was going to say, how, how big of a star is he, though? You, couldn't men- you, you mentioned earlier... Uh, Back when you guys were on during the uh, not, not the pandemic a few weeks ago during the holidays when Dave was there uh, with you, that you didn't go his in, to his Hall of Fame induction ceremony. I thought that's just bad guy. I mean, how big of a star is it? You couldn't go two hours out your way. Well, that's it. That's it. You know oh, what? It's, wow. it's, it's, it's not even about it. Listen, it's, it's a not tough question. Star is, it's but a tough it's question. About how we had stuff going on with the kids on that weekend, and it was just tough to get away. He told me, "Don't worry, you don't have to go." I did a video uh, tribute for him that involved the kids and everything. He was very cool. 
So, um, but I yeah, do but regret. I, I, I bet probably you should have gone. Laminated list now. I should have gone for sure. Um, but I do feel bad. But he seems cool about it. I've been very supportive of David. And, good. And, 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 and Live Nation reached out to him to put him on tour. He's going to go around the country. What do you always say about yourself, Michael? You're a yokel, uh, uh, a local, local yokel. yokel. Not oh, Michael, not David. Now David's big. David's big. Let's go to uh, Griffin in Connecticut. Griffin. Hey, guys. Hello, Griff. There, the Griffster. How are you? Great. Michael, nice to talk to you. Been a long time since you were out on the break and stuff. How was, your, how was the cruise? It was terrific. Absolutely terrific. Had a great time. Kids had a great time. It was wonderful. I saw you did the uh, the thing with the Dolphins. I did that when I went to the DR. That was they, fun. They, they feel weird, don't they? They feel like almost like hard rubber. And I know. You're just amazed at how smart they are and how strong they are. Um, as I get to my uh, point here, um, you guys were talking about the Jets and if if it's big for them to win this weekend. And I, I have a friend that's a Jet fan, and he he keeps saying how how all of what he wants. Sometime during during the season, he wants to make the playoffs, but he also wants to end the streak with the Patriots. He's like, if we can't beat the Patriots this year, with Bill Belichick probably having his worst down team ever, then when are we ever going to beat the Patriots? It's 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 a point where he just wants them to just win the game over the Patriots because it's just tiring. He said to lose to them over and over and over again, and I, I understand what he means. Like, and even if. What you fall down? What you fall down like a spot or two? We have no clue in these drafts. It's the weirdest thing ever. Mel Kuyper, Mel Kuyper predicts what he thinks, but he, he he will tell you if you have him on the show. He doesn't know what happens. It's what he thinks is going to happen. We don't know what is going to happen. It's all it's all what we think. Peter, your star receiver Terry McLaurin, he wasn't drafted in the first round, so. We have no clue what happens in these drafts. I, I hear you, right? You are right. But, and, but I, I, I agree with Michael's point, though, overall, of that. The fact of the matter is, though, getting a really high pick if you have a need is an advantage. But you, you live in the moment. And the moment of seeing you know Belichick walk across that field, you know, shaking Robert Sala's hand, a 16th consecutive win, in a lousy season that pretty much is going to cost Bill Belichick his job at the end of the day. Still beat the Jets twice. Like, in the moment, wouldn't that stink if you're a Jet fan? Listen, aren't we on the same page, though, Um, that we all agree the Jet one makes sense, the Giant win you just don't care about? That was my opening salvo But but I I can at least talk from the heart on this one. I don't want to. I hate the Eagles. I don't want them to get right at my expense in my building. Yeah, and I don't want, and I would love to keep the Cowboys from winning the NFC East. But well, see, that's see, that's really what's interesting. Care. I I hate multiple teams. I I don't want to help the Cowboys out either. But the, the imagine if Philadelphia righted their ship. I don't know if they will. And they and and they go on another run to the Super Bowl, and they credit how it all came together in that giant game in Week 18 when everything was lost, but they put it together and they finally played a complete game, and it was enough to spur them on. Or maybe it happens where Washington beats Dallas, and now I usher in Philadelphia into the division and a chance to make a run. I, I just is it am I, is it so wrong? Do what you guys want. Well, when I watch that game of 425, I'm going to hope for the Giants to win the game. I'll be disappointed if they lose. Now, after they lose, I'll be able to assess it and go, all right, well, at least they get a better draft pick. Well, but in the moment, dis- I'm going to be red hot. And also, just red hot, I think you're being a little liberal when you say disappointed. You're going to go, oh, shucks. You're not yeah, going to slam Well, it depends on how it looks. If it ends up being like an ugly loss, a last-second feel. I mean, listen. I, I, what if it's like the playoff say- loss? Well, I just think I'd be numb at that point. But you know what? I would probably be hot at just the fact that, you know, here we go again, just getting embarrassed by an elite team, getting bar- embarrassed by Philadelphia again. Like, so that's this. why I kind of feel with the Jets. Like, do you really want to lose to Bill Belichick again? Have this go into another season? You it got just- you got to take baby steps. And one of the baby steps is to stop having them be your daddy, as Pedro Martinez said. It's ridiculous. That they lose that many times, yeah. That the, that one is is 
series. I mean, and the way they've lost, Peter, it's it's, it's, it's well. Terrible. I mean, the playoff the playoff one was was so brutal. I believe you know how I felt. I believe that it's a fireable offense if they lose to New England, but it won't happen. They're running it back, so your Robert Sala's coming back. Coaching staff is probably going to come back intact. So you want it to be another loss to the New England Patriots, and that same staff comes back. Or do you want to have have them at least figure out? Will at least we crack that code? Got that over with? I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like I'm running uphill with this. I mean, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna change hearts and minds, but I'm just telling you as a fan how I feel and how I'm gonna go about it. You know, speaking of coaches, I was reading a lot of stuff on on the Giants, and we talked about this a lot yesterday. It almost seems like if if Martindale and Kafka are not there, they're getting pushed out. They're not leaving. Because they can't, you know, take the the hard coaching that uh, that Brian Dable does. I, I, if you read Mark Canizero, a guy that we love in the post today, doesn't seem like they're in good stead right now. So maybe that story was put out there to make them look better in case yeah. they are let go. That it could say it was a mutual parting of the ways. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that, I don't I mean, think, as you said, Don, there are very few of these jobs. I don't think guys are just going to willing willingly leave. Yeah. All, all I said yesterday is uh, not that I believe it. Just I, I want to get to the bottom of it. You know, if everybody hates the guy, I want to get to the bottom of why. And if the and getting to the bottom of it is, you know what, you're not very good at your job. All right, let's replace you. Uh, let's, as much as I, I, I think it would be a mistake to let Wink go. I, I think he's a good defensive coordinator. Now, have they been the greatest defense in the world? No. But I think he's, I think he's good at what he does. And I, you cannot guarantee me you can get somebody to replace him. Kafka doesn't have a kick coming. I mean, this offense has been brutal. You could say about the line and the injuries, but come on. The only thing worse than the Giants' offense has been the Jets. Isn't that amazing? Two of the worst offenses, maybe in the history of football, and nobody may lose their job because of it. It's so weird, Don. I think you said this a while back. It's a good point. You watch NFL football, and then you watch Giant and Jet football. It's not the same thing. Their offense is not even not even close to as efficient as other good teams. It's not close. It's like they're playing another sport. It's the most depressing piece of the whole thing. It's been going on be entertained for a while. week to week. You really feel like it, it's a it's a completely they're playing something different. Like I'm watching like minor league football. I'm like I'm, I'm yeah. watching uh, the UFL. They, did you just, did you see the stat, Don? If the Giants lose on Sunday, it'll be a twelve loss season. The fourth time they've lost twelve games in a season in seven seasons. Yeah, the only other team that's done that um, is Texans. It's the Texans. No, yeah. I will say this though. The way the Jets' offense has been, I, I almost hesitate to put it in the same category as the Giants. I think the Giants better than the Jet offense. That, that's what I mean. I'm yeah. saying the Giants. The Giants. Even you look at last week, right? You can look at multiple weeks where, you, I mean, come on, guys. Even just the play last week, the Tyrod bomb. I mean, they, yeah, the Jets it, don't do anything. They, right. they do nothing that makes you get excited. The Giants have not been good, but they look like they can function in, in the right circumstances. That they, it looks like that they can make some things happen. And the Jets, it just you don't feel like even when they're in the red zone, even especially when they're in the red zone, like you can't even wrap your mind around them scoring a touchdown. It's crazy. Well, Empire Outlets is the place to be this winter to shop, dine, and experience. Located steps away from the Staten Island Ferry, Empire Outlets is easily accessible to all New York City and New Jersey residents. Shop at outlets like Nike Factory, Nordstrom Rack, Banana Republic Factory, Old Navy Outlet, Gap Factory, Levi's Outlet, H&M Guest Factory, and more. Dine at restaurants including Wasabi Hibachi Steakhouse, Nori Sushi Shop, Shake Shack, Hazel's 423 Food Truck, and Bake Culture. Visit EmpireOutlets.nyc to learn more and follow on Instagram at Empire Outlets. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. It's a football Friday with the Michael K. Show, presented by Nissan and Bet365. What a cool thing that Mark Cuban is doing. I don't know if you guys saw this. What is this? So he sends out a letter to the people that work at the Mavs, and I'll read it. As a thank you for all your hard work making the Mavs an amazing organization, each of you will be receiving a bonus from myself and the Adelson and Dumont factor, uh, families. In total, we will be paying out approximately $35 million in bonuses to you all. Wow. To calculate your bonus, we used a framework that took into consideration how long you've worked for the Mavs. You'll receive your bonus in the very near future. I'm excited to continue our work making the Mavs the best franchise in all of sports. Wow. I mean, that's life-changing money for somebody. Because think about it. How many people could work for the Mavs up and down? Yeah, I was wondering that myself. Like 300? You Maybe. Think, right? Tops? Tops. So not everybody's going to get the same amount of money, obviously, but everybody's going to get significant cash if it's, what do you say, $35 million? $35 million. Divided in some way over 300 people? That, that's good. Let me, want me to do some math here? I'll pull up the old calculator. I'm pretty smart. You said $35 million? Yeah. That's right. Divided by 300. Um, divided by 300? Uh, in theory, that could mean 116 grand for everybody. That's if everything is equal. But he said if you've been there longer, you get more. Right. Right. So some of the old people have been sitting around getting a check for half a million dollars. Yeah. That's great. Uh, did you guys see how Wembyana played yesterday against? Oh my! Uh, I saw that one like <laughs> the ball right. behind his back dunk. But here's the thing: I don't get Don. He's he's a legitimate player, right? Mm-hmm. The Spurs are five and twenty nine. Oh, they're awful. Thank God for the Pistons. And with a great coach. More. No, they're they're uh, they they they're missing a lot. And, and and listen, he's he's great, but not like every second. He's still got a lot to learn. I mean, I, I only called the one game against the Spurs that they played, and he had some amazing moments, but he's still a kid. He still has a long way to go, so and they don't have really a lot around him. Unbelievable. But, Unbelievable. but he's going to round out into being just an absolute stud. Did any of you out there see Jokic's shot to beat the Warriors? <laughs> it was off the glass. Oh, my God. First of all, they were up by 16 with, I think, six minutes left, the Warriors were. And ESPN stats and info, I hate this game, gave them like a 99% chance of winning the game. And Jokic hits a shot. What was it, Don? Four feet from midcourt? Yeah. Franked it in the win. 
Yeah, he called and he called Glass. You well, they hear? asked him after if he did, and he played coy. <laughs> He's as best as he could, thing. anyway. Let's hear it. Right. Joker, can I ask you a question? Did you call Glass on that? My friend, with my name, I'm happy. <laughs> my friend. My friend. He really is. That guy's unbelievable. You ever see pictures of Jokic when he was a kid? No. He's right, like, I don't remember. He's a typical fat kid. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, I mean, not that fat, fat. No, I mean, he, he had, he's, he's, husky. he's in the Husky like, section. You know, I had when I was a kid. I mean, he, 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 you look at this guy, you're not saying he's going to be a, a great player. No, he was he was shopping in the Husky section if they had one. Oh, I used to I used to get so upset when my mother would say we have to go to the Husky section. I was, oh. What did you just say, Anthony? We have a special guest on line. Yeah. Seven. You know, I, I didn't even tell Don and Peter this, but I think it's important to have him on. We haven't talked to him in a while. The great Andrew Gunling joins us now. Andrew, Happy New Year. Hey, guys. Happy New Year to you, too. What's going on? I was going to call you. Oh, why? To tell him, uh, give him more detail on our conversation off the air a couple of days ago. But I really didn't want to bother him. Interesting. But he knows what I'm talking about, right, Andrew? Is it... uh... Peter sent me a text. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you want Why more detail on, on that, right? Why am I out on this? Because <laughs> uh, you're the subject. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh. We had um, to let him know the things you said. Uh, Andrew, what's wrong with the Eagles, and are they going to win this Sunday? Oh. I can no longer trust them in any game. They have My trust with them is gone. After this, this Cardinals loss was... Easily the most embarrassing loss they've had in the in this coach's era, and maybe in the last decade. Hmm. So I don't know. I can't. I can't trust them. Yeah, I think they'll win. But would it surprise me if they lost? No, not at this point. But there's yeah, been like people talking about that they could write a book on the dysfunction that's going on with this season. Is there any hint, any rumors, anything you could put your finger on on what's gone wrong with this team, or what's happening behind the scenes? Uh, Behind the scenes, no, and that's so weird because they have so many clear leaders. Like that is always the thing that you point to when you look at a team that's in some kind of behind the scenes disarray. Is like, where are the leaders? Where are the guys? You know, who, who are the veterans that should be? I mean, Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Grant. Like these are guys that have been there for a decade, who have won a title there, who have won multiple divisions, that have been like prominent voices in the locker room in the league for for a long time. So. That is just so weird that it would be that way um, behind the scenes. I don't know. They like you guys have seen them this season. They even when they were ten and one, you know, I'd be having group texts with my my Philly buddies and like even at ten and one, we were enjoying the ride. But there was always something wrong. Every win was weird. None of it looked good. None of it looked like last season. But you're kind of like, oh well, I guess they just know how to win. They have that winning DNA that some teams have, but. It wasn't for real, even at, at that point. So, I don't know. Jalen looks not the same uh, defensively. They're terrible. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's one of the weirdest Eagle seasons I've ever seen because I can't imagine if you told me that your team's going to be eleven and five. I mean, how many Jets and Giants fans would have signed up for that oh. instantly? Like, it's. I don't want to sound spoiled, but this is. If it's possible to feel terrible about an 11-win team, then this is it. This is this is the feeling around this team. We're talking with Andrew Gunling, a longtime producer, went on to Greener Pastures. And, Andrew, I was just wondering this. So, uh, in The Wizard of Oz, Dorothy turned to the Scarecrow and she said, I'm going to miss you the most. Hmm. So, the oh, three God. of us, which one do you miss oh, the most? Oh, so that's a n- normal question. It's so unfair. <laughs> But we're gonna need an answer. I, I, I literally could. I couldn't answer that, and that's not. I swear that's not a cop out. I don't have like, which which one of your kids is your favorite? I don't know. Wow. I, I, oh, you don't say it publicly, but ha- you have a favorite. No, no, no. you always say that no, before. Before having kids, I always felt that way. That when people said, "How am I supposed to choose?" You know, I love them all equally. I was thought, okay, that's a nice thing to say in public, but you don't actually mean that. Having two kids now, I swear it's true. And I know, I'm sure Don will agree. Well, but wait a minute. You love your kids. You love all your kids equally, but you like one more than the other. I I don't, 
I don't think that's true. At least that's not how I feel. No, it's not. And I would apply that to how I feel about missing the three of you. I miss different different things about each of you, and I don't know how I could like quantify so, and, and, and rank it. So what you're saying things? is Dar- Dorothy's a bad guy for, for saying that to the Scarecrow. <laughs> yeah, why did Dorothy have to, have to do that to the Tin yeah. Man and... Because you know why, Angela? Because she was real. She wasn't hiding behind some facade of being a good guy. She missed the scarecrow the most. I think you missed Don the most. Do you miss things like? uh, Do you miss? Do you miss things like the other day when when I was in the middle of trying to give someone a uh, welcome to the world wish, uh, congratulating my friend on having a baby, and when Michael found out the baby's name was uh, it was a girl named Jody with a Y, he screamed that the baby was wrong and started attacking the parents. <laughs> that is something. Uh, I didn't say the baby was wrong. I said the parents were wrong for slapping the Y. Was, everything was wrong. And when I informed him that the baby was named after the grandmother who'd passed away, he explained that her family was wrong as well. <laughs> and you know what? You're oh, just that's... making Andrew think, you know, that's why I miss Michael the most. Cause of, that's right. Yeah. Trying to give him information. Well, I do, yeah. all I, the information. I, I definitely miss. I miss Michael's convictions on even his weirdest opinions. Yeah. His strength Some were said behind this week. them. I. <laughs> <laughs> I do miss that. I do miss that. If I, if I, if if what I think is what you involved Andrew. That's unbelievable. We have a private conversation. No, and you just shot it out to Andrew. No. There was enough people yeah, in the but room it's to make it semi-private. And yeah, Andrew's and I, always going to be a part of our family, so sharing it with him is a no-brainer. Yeah, that's inter- And that's it wouldn't have circle. stopped you from saying if he was in the room. No, no, I would have said it. I definitely would have said it, but he wasn't <laughs> in the room. <laughs> well, he's in the room now. Yeah. Andrew, we love also, you. Those are, opinion, those are opinions of yours that I've, I've known. So I don't know that it was. <laughs> no, but this darn. was this. He took it a step further in my eyes. Yeah, it was. You know what? What made it a, a crazy? This opinion that Michael gave off the air that we can't reveal. It was so crazy that Don went silent. Normally, Don will fight really hard. It was so extreme. I've never seen it. Anthony, you know, Don resigned himself. He just kind of sat down there and stared. He a lot happened in those minutes. One particular take that stuck out above the others. Yeah. Uh, stuck out is right. <laughs> One day we'll talk, Andrew. All right. I look forward to it. Enjoy Sunday's game. And enjoy tonight's game against the Knicks, which you could hear on 98.7. Yes. The process. I definitely will. The process has worked will. out. Thank you. Yeah. That's Andrew Gunling. You. The great Andrew Gunling. Empire Atlas is the place to be this winter to shop, dine, and experience. Located steps away from the Staten Island Ferry, Empire Atlas is easily accessible to all New York City and New Jersey residents. Shop at outlets like Nike Factory, Nordstrom Rack, Banana Republic Factory, Old Navy Outlet, Gap Factory, Levi's Outlet, H&M, Guest Factory, and more. Dine at restaurants including Wasabi Hibachi Steakhouse, Nori Sushi Shop, Shake Shack, Hazel's 423 Food Truck, and bake culture. Visit EmpireOutlets.com or EmpireOutlets.myc, I'm sorry, to learn more and follow on Instagram at Empire Outlets. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.